Morning, Laguna Beach. This is Craig and Rainbow Radio. I, I stepped it up a, a bit there with Over the Rainbow. Uh, that was Johnny Mathis. You know, he's a, a bit of an icon at 87 years old <laughs> and still entertaining. Uh, it's He's he's an amazing person. Uh, he's doing a Christmas show here in Southern California as he's done for the last, what, 50, 60, 70 years? I don't know. At <laughs> 87, who, who's counting? But I thought that was Ray Charles uh, and um, two iconic entertainers uh, and Johnny Mathis. And uh, I thought maybe I'd give Iz a break and, and and try something new there. So that's what happened. That was my lead-in song. And then, of course, uh, Dancing in the Moonlight always goes out to my dear friend over in the UK. Because that's what she does a lot is dance in the moonlight, Lynn. <laughs> and uh, we celebrate the moonlight as it was a full moon this week. A couple, I think the 7th and 8th were at least a full moon here. I'm sure around the globe it was uh, a full moon in a few other places uh, it's, as it can be possible. Yes. And so I'm unanimous in that. And as we do on our first of the show, it's the weather. Uh, partly cloudy, then becoming... Uh, cloudy <laughs> okay uh with a wind driven rain after midnight oh are you serious <laughs> 
Partly cloudy early, then becoming cloudy with a wind-driven rain after midnight. So batten down the hatches. Live, um, a low is going to be 56. Southwest winds, 5 to 10 miles per hour, increasing to 20 to 30 miles per hour. <gasps> Ooh, boy. A chance of rain, 90%. Higher wind gets possible. Humidity at 81%. <clears throat> boy, it sounds like, uh, it sounds dangerous out there. Tomorrow, Sunday, it's going to continue with rain and wind, 99%. So it's not beach weather here in Southern California, uh, maybe this morning. Although, you know, I did go to the beach on, was it Wednesday? I went to the beach on Wednesday. And I have some really good news for you um, LGBTQ, well, diversity people out there. All those people who support diversity, and I think that should be everyone not just a few. It should be the entire world that should support diverse. Support diverse. After all, if we weren't diverse, we weren't. We wouldn't be anything. I don't think. <clears throat> Diversity means some people like baking cakes and running a bakery, and other people like driving trucks. And there you go. That's diversity. It's a bit of. It's in everything we do, and in, in our world, and in our traits, in our our culture. So, speaking of diversity, I digress. I went to the beach, and I, lo and behold, I hadn't been to the beach, I don't know, in way, 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 way too long. And I, I went down to West Street Beach to meet two representatives from the city of Laguna Beach. Why? Because, as Mayor Kemp told me about a week ago at a city council meeting, that, Craig, we're going... We're, we have, uh, as uh, the city council, uh, as you may well know, have uh, pulled away from the county managing our beaches, and the city will now manage the beaches and the lifeguards. And why does this relate to me? Well, lifeguards, lifeguard towers, rainbow lifeguard towers. Get it? We've come full circle. <laughs> Uh, Laguna Beach Pride has been working hard to try and get some rainbow, a, a rainbow lifeguard tower, much like at Long Beach and Hermosa Beach and at the Santa Monica Pier. Um, there's uh, several places in Southern California that have the rainbow colors of diversity. Um, and sadly, the one in, I think, Long Beach was burned down. But hey, from the ashes came a new one, and it's uh, been there and surviving quite well. So uh, it, it only makes sense that I think um, one of the major gay LGBTQ type of, uh, I guess, san <laughs> I don't know why I can't say it's sanctioned, but um, popular uh, destinations, uh, beaches, happens to be in Laguna Beach that we should also have a rainbow lifeguard tower. So Laguna Beach Pride, with the encouragement of a local resident, uh, James Dewey, uh, went, uh, got on task with it. And I, I did go before city council about a month ago, and they verbally, uh, anonymously um, uh, supported it, although it was not a referendum or voted. So... Again, long story short, <laughs> um, that uh, the um, uh, the city wanted to meet with me because they are going to, uh, now that they've taken over the beaches, they're going to put up some lifeguard towers. And with those lifeguard towers, 
they uh, are uh, indicated that because uh, Laguna Beach Pride was going to do a fundraiser to buy one, but uh, apparently the city has uh, in their budget to buy four now that they're taking over the beaches. So it, it's um, it's important <laughs> to uh, to um, have uh, safety and healthy and good beaches out there. So. There, one of them, they said, um, or two, depending what we want, <laughs> we would be allowed to to do the rainbow, um, you know, do the rainbow uh, fl- uh, colors on it. So that's I met with them and we discussed where it would be most appropriate on the beach. There, it was great. It was great. It was a beautiful day. People, people were actually on their beach towels on the beach on Wednesday, and it was beach weather. I have to say. But it's not what's happening this week or today, it sounds like. You got to get it while you can. Maybe this morning before noon, but later today it's supposed to be raining. But anyway, it, it is that is really good news. You know, here we are. And uh, the city, as I said to uh, Kai, who is, uh, I think he's the safety, uh, beach safety guy. And the, um, now I can't think of his name from the city who's just been promoted to be the director of all the safety activities on the beach. (coughs) And uh, both of them were there. And um, I just said, you know, whatever you can do, we really appreciate it. And uh, so essentially they did indicate that there, someone has stepped forward to the city and said that they're willing uh, to support and fund the expense of the painting of it. So um, hopefully that will come to fruition. And uh, this next week uh, we're going to meet again and I'll have some more news about the progress we're making with it. But that is wonderful news. I just really would have something down there that reflects the, I don't know, the fabric and culture of Laguna Beach, which so much embraces diversity and is so supportive of um, a loving, caring um, humanity. Here in Laguna Beach, uh, which really uh, warms my heart and the heart of a lot of many, 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 many people, especially in uh, reflecting what some of the vitriol that's being espoused around the world. You know, the more visible things become, I think, the more the more uh, protests there can be. You know, and and I feel so much of it so unfair. But anyway, I digress. Uh, so hopefully their plan is to have this in place, uh, certainly before the summer. So we have a good three months to get. They have to manufacture it because it is fiberglass and stainless steel. And it's um, designed by a local company here. Uh, the, actually, the owner of the company lives in Laguna Beach. And he provides them all over the world. Uh, a lot of them in Hawaii <coughs> and and in Europe, a few place locations, but they are manufactured one off, one at a time. So it takes a little while, probably three months for the manufacturing of the three or four towers that uh, they're called the junior towers that uh, are slated for the beaches here in Laguna Beach. One or two of which will be rainbow colored. <laughs> and that was funny. They go, uh, well, what now? What, uh, those rainbow colors, uh, um, uh, are you going to pick the color? They don't want to pick the colors. They want to make sure that we, that we, they get the right colors for us. So we, at some point, we'll, um, I'll probably pick some Pantone um, 
numbers and get the colors. They're all very primary colors, actually. But uh, if you don't know what the rainbow colors signify, uh, the rainbow colors are all the colors, represent all the primary colors in existence. And with that, represent the diversity of culture, uh, every, every color being represented uh meaning it's representing every culture in the world. So it's the flag of diversity. Diversity. That's a wonderful thing. Yes. So there you have the weather <laughs> and the rainbow <laughs> and uh, the rainbow on the beach. And that's, that's all good news. Now, the really big news is that tomorrow, yes, tomorrow, folks, Laguna Beach Pride is having their annual Christmas it's called the Jolly Holiday Social, and it's going to be held here across the street from the studio here, actually at the Seahorse, which has been so gracious and so helpful. We have a couple uh, naughty elves that are going to be there. It starts at four, which is totally civilized for a Sunday. I, You know, the holidays are busy enough as it is to just to do something on a Sunday a little more relaxed. Uh, you don't have to get all dressed up and be social with all your friends it's just kind of a casual get together naughty elves will be there we'll have a dj with some um, dan dancing music we'll have some great um, raffle prizes that are coming up but the nice thing is seahorses now um they stepped up their game a lot it's under new ownership they've got a fantastic menu and again i think i've i've probably worn it out but i have the scallops and i love their scallops with a, they have a great they're laid out on a great uh, a variety, I think like three different kind of textures and sauces that uh, complement the scallops and uh, a few vegetables on it. But it's all, it's just delicious. Their chef is out of the way. And of course, uh, there's pizza. There are going to be some light bites that'll ser be served while they last. Uh, I got to put that while they last. And they have a great selection of beer and wine. They do not have spirits, but their selection of beer and wine, I think, more than makes up for that. Um, so it starts at four and goes until eight officially, but the, it's open later than that if if you want. So um, I suggest come be social and maybe stay for dinner. Um, the menus, um, like I said, the menus uh, is new and great. They have uh, some unusual fare. I know they have meatballs, <laughs> but I know they have some unusual pizza. I hate to uh, usually pizza to me is you know. Low, not necessarily highbrow, but <laughs> there seems to be a very good pizza. So, uh, but that's not their main fare. That's kind of their casual fare. Their main fare on their dinner menu is very diverse and very interesting, and some really good entrees. So, I recommend it. Uh, check it out and go online. It's the Seahorse, um, the Seahorse Bar in, in Laguna Beach on PCH. Um, it's been around for a long, long time, and yet I tell people, oh, it's at the Seahorse. Uh, where's that? Um, well, <laughs> I guess it's a well-kept secret, but, but it has been rumored to be the first real gay bar in Laguna Beach, which would be like, I'm calculating probably 50, 100 years ago. <laughs> no, Laguna Beach will official be, officially be 100 years old in another five years. Did you know that? Yeah. So yeah, all the interesting news you'll get right here on KXFM 104.7 on Rainbow Radio. So, yeah, I'm uh, unanimous in that, and I'm not going to do it. Now, so that's tomorrow at Seahorse. 
and that's fantastic. And, uh, and please, there's no, just show up if you want, or you can RSVP so we know that we're a little more prepared. But uh, if you want to RSVP, it's uh, go to uh, LaguneBeachPride.org and you can RSVP. It's the, it is appreciated because I'd like to. It's nice to let the chef know and the staff know what to expect. I think we're uh, we're the numbers are getting up there at this point, and so uh, with the RSVPs. So, uh, but any anyone who might be so inclined, it's just tomorrow. It's just tomorrow, folks. So like. Uh, little more than 24 hours away uh it's gonna kick off and um, i'll be there um we may have a guest appearance of uh one of the santa one of the clauses maybe mr or mrs we're not sure <laughs> we'll see <laughs> there is um, um there's a two-night stay and a couple other gift um raffles for some uh high-end tequila <laughs> And I, I, I forget what all the raffle items are, but there are some raffle tickets you can buy. So you can do your Christmas shopping while you're there, you know, get get a couple of Christmas gifts to give away or, you know, a, an escape for yourself, <laughs> whether it be tequila or a two night stay, <laughs> it can be an escape. However you look at it, I suppose, <laughs> but I'm unanimous in that as, uh, uh, who used to say that? Oh, Molly Sugdrin on uh, Are You Being Served? Now I'm going way back. Um, don't ask. All right. So, yeah. Uh, and then the other announcement about socially uh, engaging things with uh, is the Suzy Q, uh, or actually Club Q, which is not to be confused with that horrible thing up in Colorado. Uh, Club Q has been here for, what, eight years or five years? Five to eight years, somewhere in there. Uh, which is affiliated with the community center here in Laguna Beach, which is a Susie Q. But the Club Q is anyone 18 to the moon, and uh, it's a free social um, organization, and it's at the community center. And that is a um, white elephant um, social, and that's next Friday from 4 to 6. So that's, So you got two choices there. Uh, Laguna Beach Pride is probably a little more crazy, <laughs> a little dance music. And then the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, club Q is, uh, probably a little different crowd, but they're, they're both fun crowds. I don't know what to say. I go to both of them. So <laughs> I'm uh, by club person. <laughs> and, but that's next Friday. And there are, um, uh, the, there's uh that would be great to rsvp to that too so um yeah so you this is the last chance you're going to hear about it here today for both of these events because the, the one's tomorrow and the next one's next friday and my show's on saturday yeah, yeah, so so put that on your calendar there's two great events coming up there you go now i have an announcement that is near and dear near and dear to me because um I feel like it's something that's long overdue and I'm glad to find out as I just found out about it yesterday that it has happened. And, um, I, I think, I think it's going to save lives and what more, what could be more satisfying than something that's being done to save lives, especially this time of year when we can listen to old music and dredge up old, old memories and and perhaps 
if you've lost someone you care about, really feel impacted by their non-presence. You know what I mean. <laughs> and so uh, it can be difficult. And that's why I say you see someone you know, even casually, or someone on the street, smile and nod. Say good morning, good afternoon. How are you this holiday You know, season? Um, it can make a world of difference to someone. But the announcement is that there has been in implemented a new uh, emergency, I, I guess I don't say it's emergency, in, a, a new dialing number for suicide prevention. And it is, as opposed to 911 for an emergency or 411 for uh, information, this is 988. And I think it's long overdue. It's a suicide and crises lifeline and it's it's national. I just, I can't say how important I think this is and how many lives I think it's going to save. It kind of legitimizes, to me, just its presence legitimizes that it's okay. It's okay. It's understood that people have struggles uh, in their lives that can be detrimental and it's okay it kind of it legitimizes mental health as a concern that can be talked about do you get it i understand what i'm trying to say it's a so and rather rather it be something i think in generations if someone had mental issues it was oh oh no they've got mental issues you don't talk about it and you kind of it's kind of the something to be hidden from the public view. You know, someone in your family has mental issues. Well, now it's, and I think recent, more recently, some of the sports figures that have pulled out of uh, some of the competitions for issues that they say that they're, they're, they need to take care of themselves uh, shows that how, just how important it is. So I, I applaud that. And, um, that's all good. So 988 is the new number. I'm going to tell you, uh, there's some information um, I have here in front of me. It says, too many people experience suicidal crises or mental health-related distress without the support and care they need. There are urgent mental health realities driving the need for crisis service transformation across the country. In 2020 alone, the U.S. had one death by suicide every 11 minutes. That's the ones we know about, folks. I, I had a therapist friend who we talk, talked about, and she talked about motorcycle accidents, and she could attest to a couple in her experience that she was convinced they were not accidents, you know? So they were predetermined. But anyway... I digress. And for people ages 10 to 34, suicide is the leading cause of death. So uh, it goes on. There is hope. 988 Suicide uh, uh, and Crisis Lifeline, previously known as the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, is a national network of more than 200 crisis centers that help thousands of people overcome crisis situations every day. These centers are supported by local and state uh, sources as well as the Department of Health and Human Services, Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, 
such as uh, short, which is S-A-M-S-M-H-S-A. As of July 16th, 2022, all calls and text messages, text messages as well, so you can do a little more anonymous, to 988 route to a 988 suicide and crisis lifeline call center. So <clears throat> it's something to be shared and put up in the office and, sh- and put everywhere. Just it should become as well known as 911 or 411 or any of the other um, three digit emergency or high priority numbers that we use. 998 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline provides 24-7 confidential support to people in suicidal crisis or mental health-related distress. Um, it goes on. There's a lot of uh, a lot more information, but it, I, I suggest you go on online. I just, again, I just think it's wonderful, and uh, it's nice that it's it's this time of year uh, that it's here. And uh, rather than all those other long <laughs> numbers, like I've had the Trevor hotline, and which is still a great organization, I don't dismiss that. So Trevor is is um, is great too. They're a great world organization. <clears throat> Excuse me, getting a little choked up here. <laughs> so that's the uh, that's the latest news, and I do have um, on this day in history and a lot of other things coming up here. And it is the holiday season, so I do. I have a holiday song. I think I do. Oh, I do. <laughs> I think I do. I think this is it. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring ting tingling too. It's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you Outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, let's go Let's look at the show We're riding in a wonderland of snow Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, it's grand Just holding your hand of a wintry fairyland Our cheeks are nice and rosy And comfy cozy are we We've snuggled close together Like two birds of a feather would be Let's take that road before us And sing a chorus or two Come on, it's lovely weather For us, they ride together with you There's a birthday party At the home of Farmer Gray It'll be the perfect ending Of a perfect day We'll be singing the songs we love to sing without a single stop At the fireplace where we'll watch the chestnuts pop Pop, pop, pop There's a happy feeling nothing in the world can buy When they pass around the coffee and the pumpkin pie It'll nearly be like a picture print by Courier and Ives These wonderful things are the things we remember all through our lives These wonderful are the things we remember all through our life Just hear those sleigh bells jingling Ring, ting, tingling, too Come on, it's lovely weather For a sleigh ride together with you Outside the snow is falling And friends are calling you Come on, it's lovely weather For a sleigh ride together with you 
Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, let's go, let's look at the show. We're riding in a wonderland of snow. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, it's grand, just holding your hand. We're gliding along with a song of a wintry fairyland. Nice and rosy and comfy, cozy are we. We've snuggled close together like two birds of a feather would be. Let's take that boat before us and sing a chorus of two. Come on, it's lovely weather for us, they ride together with you. Lovely weather for us, they ride together with you. Lovely how how could you not jump up and dance around on that song? I swear that that is the happiest song in the world. <laughs> Lovely weather for a sleigh ride together. With, and and how many of you, how many high school bands have played that? <laughs> Every single one I know. <laughs> sleigh ride with Johnny Mathis. He's eighty seven years old and he is kicking it out of the park still. <laughs> so good on him. Yeah, I that's my favorite one. It it, it covers everything. It, it it it's what the holidays should be about, you know, getting together and enjoying the love of family. Yeah. And speaking of getting together, there is a holiday sing at the at the Garden Park on the se- December 17th. Something else you should take it put on your calendar. Um so it, it's um, what is it that about? It's on the corner of Coast Highway. And Eagle Rock, I've been told I know where Eagle Rock is, and I've been reminded <laughs> on a, from a global level, Lynn, <laughs> Eagle Rock is uh, right near West Street Beach, so it's just up the hill from West Street Beach there. And um, where it intersects PCH is where this event is going to be. Beverages, compliments of the Garden um, Committee, and uh, it's December 17th, 2 to 4. So uh, it is, um, it's a holiday sing at the Garden Park. Please bring treats to share, your singing voices, music stands, and instruments. So I think it sounds like a, <laughs> a wild time <laughs> with, with music from two to four. I mean, how could you go wrong? Uh, maybe they'll do sleigh ride. <laughs> that would be nice, huh? Wait, by demand. <laughs> I'll be there. I'm going to yell. Sleigh ride. Sleigh ride. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with... Da, da, da. Okay. All right. And then we're still working at the KXFM featured items for um, 12 Days of Christmas. Today's featured item, uh, which is Saturday, December 10th, is an Ireland... Is that how you say Ireland? An Ireland golf adventure with airfare. How about that? So... If you haven't looked at the website for KXFM, the, these prizes are just like, again, out of the park. They're, there are some inexpensive uh, 12 Days of Christmas items to be bid on, but I mean, I've, I'm imagining that some of those packages, uh, if they're not looked at very much, you might get a really good you know, airfare to Ireland and go golfing. I know I don't golf, but I still would like to go to to um ireland uh next uh this sunday the 11th it's new york long weekend with airfare now i would love to go to new york <laughs> yeah start spreading the news yeah okay and then napa valley rail and uh napa valley rail and sky 
Not sure what that's all about, but uh, all the details are on the website. So those are the last of the three um, 12 Days of Christmas that are on KXFM, or Kexmas, as we call it. Kexmas, K-X-M-A-S, Kexmas featured items, 12 Days of Christmas. So the auction will run through December 13th and ends at 7 p.m. So you've not a lot of time left since today's the 10th, and there's only three more days but uh, go and look, and I think I think all of the twelve items are still up for auction. Um, South African photo safari, treehouse staycation at the ranch, James Corden VIP experience, which it sounds fun to be at, at, on his television program. The Rams versus the Broncos at the SoFi Stadium. The ultimate sawdust package. Um, Tuscany culinary escape. The Ultimate Dinner Party, Beautiful Belize, which is in Mexico. And Ireland Golf, as I said, and New York. Going to go to New York. All right. On this day in history. Yes, you heard it here first. Craig on Rainbow Radio, this day in history. December 10th. Kicking it off. 1924. Ooh, that's even before me. <laughs> Henry Gerber. Sounds like Gerber food. Gerber food. We'll see. A German-born immigrant receives a charter from the state of Illinois for a nonprofit corporation in Chicago named the Society of Human Rights. It becomes the earliest documented gay rights organization in the United States. Mr. Gerber, good on you. Though the organization was intended to be an American equivalent to the contemporary German LGBTQ emancipation groups, Gerber is arrested soon after and the society falls apart. Well, I guess they didn't like that in 1924, and there's still some of that hate going on today in 2022, probably in 2024, 100 years soon. In 1982, panic over the nation's blood supply sets in after a baby in California becomes sick following blood transfusions. A donor is later discovered to have AIDS. <clears throat> I remember it. In 1989, more than 5,000 activists show up in front of New York's St. Patrick's Cathedral to protest the Catholic Church's policies on homosexuality and AIDS. In 1990, Colorado Governor Roy Romer issues an executive order prohibiting sexual orientation discrimination in the public sector. Good on you, Roy Romer. In 1997, the Constitution Reviews Review Committee in Florida votes 6-2 to two to reject adding sexual orientation as a criteria for protection in the state's constitution. Oh, isn't that lovely? Florida, they should become their own countries and just get out of the way. <laughs> I shouldn't. That's not nice. I, I retract that comment. <laughs> I have some very dear, nice friends in Florida and Tampa. I should coolly cool it. In 2005 in Houston, Texas businessman Sue Lovell wins an at-large vacancy on the city council, joining the city controller, Anise Parker, as the first two openly gay persons to be elected to office in the city of Houston. 2005, pretty progressive for Houston. <laughs> there I go with my snide comments again. And moving on to September 11th on this day in history, in 1973, gay activist Mark Al Allen Seagal interrupts a live broadcast 
of the CBS Evening News with uh, Walter Cronkite by holding up a sign that reads, Gays Protest CBS Prejudice. 1973. I wonder what happened to him. In 1975, George O. Moscone, depends how you want to say it, is elected mayor of San Francisco. And we know what happened to George. In 1982, San Francisco Mayor Diana Feinstein vetoes a domestic partnership bill. Now, why would she do that? In 1986, Austin, Texas, passes an ordinance prohibiting discrimination against people with AIDS in employment, housing, business, medical care, and public services. That's Austin, Texas. Good on you, Austin, Texas. From what I hear, Austin's pretty progressive. In 19, Moving on to December 12th, in 1969, a very good year, police encounter the Continental enter the Continental Baths and arrest three patrons and three employees charging the patrons with lewd and lascivious, lascivious acts and the employees with criminal mischief. The raid is only the first of several on the Continental Baths on the Continental for the, fo- the following weeks. Uh, hmm. I wonder where doesn't say. Okay, in 1970, struggling young pianist and songwriter takes a day job performing at New York's Continental Baths. His name, his name is Barry Manilow. <laughs> or Barry the Fairy, as they say, but <laughs> yes, Mr. Barry <coughs> Manilow. Oh, there's a lot. Of, I, he's a great entertainer. Uh, yeah, I don't not, I'm not dis, dissing him at all. <laughs> Excuse me, December 13th. In 1973, Washington, D.C.'s Title 34 makes discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation illegal. Yes, good on that. Moving on to December 14th. In 1980, French film La Cage of Fall. Now, I saw the original one in French in before it became anything, and I still maintain it was the best, although I may have had some <coughs> kind of herbal... Uh, grass that was available at the time um that enhanced it a bit but i I thought it was the best anyway uh ends uh its 19th month run in new york city's 68th street playhouse that's in 1980 wow in 1988 the film adaptation of harvey firestein's torch song trilogy opens in the united states in 1993 in colorado district court judge jeffrey bayless rules amendment 2 unconstitutional in 2006 the new jersey legislature enacts a bill to establish civil unions in that state the measure passes 56 to 19 in the assembly and 23 to 12 in the senate it will be it will come into effect 60 days after the governor signs it that was in 2006 in joyzy well, moving along to December 15th. Wow, a lot happened on December 15th. Whoa, what, what, what's going on here? In 1928, they go way back, uh, having been published in Paris uh, the previous July, Radcliffe's Hall, Hall's The Wall of the Well of Loneliness, the first novel by uh, in English with an explicitly pro-lesbian theme, is published in the U.S., Americans buy more than 20,000 copies of the book within the next month, making it a bestseller. 1928. 
lesbian. <gasps> Shocking. In 1950, the U.S. Senate Committee makes public its report on the employment of homosexuals and other sex per perverts. I'm having trouble with that word. The Senate Committee makes public its report. So the report is titled, The Employment of Homosexuals and Other Sex Perverts. Isn't that lovely? Yes, that's our own Senate. Asserting that homosexuals are a security risk, not simply because they are liable uh, to be blackmailed, but also because homosexuality inevitably perverts moral fiber. The report recommends stringent measures be taken to root all lesbians and gay men out of the U.S. government. Whoa. 1950. Uh, you know, times have changed, thankfully. 1959, reflecting the cautious conservatism of the current homophile movement, Medicheen officer Don Lucas writes, Boston Medicheen founder Prescott Townsend asking him not to begin a campaign for Massachusetts sodomy law reform. Lucas believes the risk of backlash is too great. You know, there was a lot of argument about moving too fast in the backlash. And it's kind of, do you do nothing and because the backlash is going to be too much? Or do you sit there on your hands and get nothing done or do you move forward and get backlash and eventually hopefully prevail? I don't know. In 1973, the board of, of the American Psychiatric Association votes to recommend that homosexuality no longer be classified as a mental illness, declaring that by itself homosexuality does not meet the criteria for being a psychiatric disorder. Thank you, the American Board of Psychiatric Association. Oh, I see someone is calling in. Dare, dare, I, <laughs> dare I turn the phone on and go live? I always just do it live. What the heck, you know? Good morning. You're live Hi. on the air. Hi. Yes, this is Craig, KXFM Radio. You're live on the air. Hi, I would like to request a song. Okay, what would that be? Uh, Dreamers by John Cook. Who? What? <laughs> Dreamers by John Cook. That's the latest FIFA World Cup song. Okay, I will see what I can do. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, let's get through. Let's, um, dreamers. Now we have, uh, moving on to 1977, we're, we're in Co Quebec. Um, well, we're no longer a psychiatric disorder. That's where we left off. So that's good. 1970s, and the provincial government of Quebec adds gay men and lesbians to the list of groups whose civil rights are legally protected under the province's Charter of Rights and Freedoms. It becomes the first jurisdiction larger than the city or county or country, no, county, in the world to prohibit discrimination based on sexual orientation. That's 1977. 
In 2000, Delaware Governor Thomas Carper issues an executive order banning sexual orientation discrimination in the public sector. Delaware. Hmm. And on this day in history, the 16th, 1983. <laughs> Mel Brooks, To Be or Not To Be, a remake of the uh, Ernst Lubitsch's classic, becomes the first mainstream Hollywood film not only acknowledging Nazi persecution of homosexuals, but also makes it a key plot element. Um, Mel Brooks, 1983. In 1997, in New Zealand, the Court of Appeal rules unanimously not to grant same-sex couples the right to marry in New Zealand. Lovely New Zealand, 97. In 2005, Mike Warner, governor of Virginia, issues an executive order banning sexual orientation discrimination in the public sector. Good on you, Mark Warner. In 2007, in South Africa, the Criminal Law Sexual Offenses and Related Matters Amended Act 2007 comes... Uh, into force, setting an equal age of consent at 16. Previously, it had been 16 for heterosexual and 19 for homosexual acts. Hmm. Well, I guess I want to make it a level playing field. That's what they want to call it, but I digress on that one too. <laughs> so don't forget, tomorrow at, where are you going to be at 4 o'clock? At the seahorse right here uh, across the street from laguna from um the studio it's it's um pearl street the corner of pearl street and pch folks we're gonna take a short song i, I, I like to say music but take a short break here and we'll be back on the other side with some world news some good world news hopefully huh this is david archuleta who is 30 years old now and came out. From a distance, the world looks blue and green, and the snow-capped mountains white. From a distance, the ocean
Well, uh, what can you say from a distance? It's a it's a holiday song. Uh, David Archuleta was um, well. He was on uh, American Idol, and he was uh, one of the last runner ups. Um, when uh, and he was he struggled with um, he struggled with many things, and uh, he came close to deciding that it what he was his life was not right and um very candid interview recently but he decided that maybe his life was right and that he wanted to continue it so there you go the 988 number is important <laughs> and the next artist uh at 37 didn't have the 988 number and it's Vincent Van Gogh and the song um Vincent, though it, I'll play in a minute, which is a very poignant song. But um, so we're glad that nine eight eight is here. And if you if you missed the first part of the show, nine eight eight is the new number that uh, is available. If you're having crises in this time of year, it, it happens more. I think um, just as much joy as there is, there's also can be just as much angst. And I won't dwell on it, but let's be happy and let's smile and. Share the love as much as you can. I mean, that's important. Speaking of, um, I did find, I was able to find some good news out there with LGBTQ. A pageant celebrates transgender life in India. Now, if you followed, this is international news. I know, I'm sorry, it's not local, but there's, it's important to have some perspective, okay? <laughs> as you may or may not know, India has suffered for years from from colonial laws that were, uh, when they were part of the British imp the British Empire, yes, I dare say I've got a dreadful case of gas. Um, anyway, I, the British Empire, um, did a, I, they did a lot with uh, colonialism and the laws, and and gayness was not something they embraced. Uh, far from it, quite the other. So all these laws. And, and generations of culture developed in India. And uh, I don't know prior to the British being there what their cultural attitudes were towards gays, but certainly it was, it was held into a direction that, of colonialism that existed to, to, to uh, current days. But more recently, those laws have been repealed. But you know, culturally, you can change a law, but it doesn't change the culture. I mean, when it's ingrained in a couple generations, you know, I just think it's, you know, it's like, uh, it's like I feel like that is the same that's happened in Cuba. Um, there's a couple generations that know their own existence, and and um, you th you think, why don't they want to change? Well, that's their world and their reference. So, um, anyway, I digress. So, but in it, they're making progress. So this is uh, I, uh, the uh, Indian, instead of honor killings of their family, which was going on, uh, you know, if you were LGBTQ, uh, you were subject to being disgracing the family and you could be killed. Uh, you're even uh, there was an uh, incident in Canada where uh, it happened because they were an embarrassment to the family. So I said it was positive. I'm sorry. So they're celebrating transgender. I'm celebrating the, the distance they have traveled. 
Uh, Anaya Boro may not have won the crown at India's Miss Trans Northeast pageant this year, but having her parents there in support was a validation in its own right. I must prove to my parents that I can do something as a girl, she said, I said the 22-year-old. Uh, I didn't win a title, but I'm very happy that my parents were at the show to support me. Now they have accepted my decision to live as a girl and undergo surgery, but they don't want me to rush through. Twenty transgendered women sashayed on a stage dressed in ethnic and tribal characters in a beauty pageant, drawing rounds of applause from the audience. The contestants came from India's remote eight northeastern states, some of them nestled in the Himalayas in a relatively undeveloped region known 